0: Hi, I'm Justin Rosso, and welcome to this podcast of The Next Step Press, where we help you take a next step. Today is our twelfth and final episode in the twelve-part series based on the book One From Death I'm Free, a hymn journal for Holy Week. And today we'll look at chapter 12, the songs by Kip Fox, called We Will Rise, and I get to sit with the only visual faith illustrator we haven't heard from yet in this podcast series. Her name is Karen Hunter. She lives in West Virginia, and she'll be joining us today remotely. Her artwork begins on page 119. Maybe you'll want to color that page while you listen to this podcast, if you haven't had a chance to color it yet. You'll hear me pray and Karen read the scripture on page 121. I'll read the devotion on page 122, and then you'll get to hear us unpack a little bit about what that 1 Corinthians passage means for us in our life. And we'll look back on this whole visual faith experiment we ran with the When From Death, I'm Free book. You'll get to hear Karen talk a little bit about what she does as an artist on several different platforms. And you'll even get to learn what washi tape is. So welcome. I'm glad you're here as we take a next step together on Next Step Press. I'm here in Brighton, Michigan, still sheltering in place, and today the weather has picked up a little bit. It's sunny, but still cold. The snow that fell yesterday hasn't melted yet. It's April 16th, and feels like it could be February, but I get the distinct pleasure of being with Karen Hunter today. Karen, welcome to the Next Step Press podcast. Would you tell me where in the world you are today?
1: Thank you. Yes, I am sitting here at my craft table in my home in Harpers Ferry, West Virginia, and it's also sunny and a little chilly, but not as chilly as Michigan. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, great. It's good to have friends in West Virginia. Uh, before we get into our scripture reading for today, let's, let's pray. Come Holy Spirit and open our hearts and minds. Thanks for being present with us in your word according to your promise. Thank you for being present in our conversation. As we sit with your word today, will you please open our eyes to what you would give us and draw us closer to Jesus? Amen.
1: Amen. Our scripture reading today is from 1 Corinthians chapter 15. What you sow does not come to life unless it dies. And what you sow is not the body that is to be, but a bare kernel. So it is with the resurrection of the dead. What is sown is perishable. What is raised is imperishable. It is sown in dishonor. It is raised in glory. It is sown in weakness. It is raised in power. When the perishable puts on the imperishable and the mortal puts on immortality, then shall come to pass the saying that is written, Death is swallowed up in victory. O death, where is your victory? O death, where is your sting? The sting of death is sin, and the power of sin is the law. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ.
0: Amen. Amen. Hey, as, as you read those verses, is there anything that jumped out at you particularly this time through?
1: I think I really appreciate the juxtaposition between the earthly reality, what is mm. sown is perishable, um, mm-hmm. we see the weakness around us, but we also have that heavenly promise that we'll be raised in glory, the imperishable is there, mm-hmm.
0: and mm-hmm. that
1: back and forth in the verses. And then the ending, that declaration of victory, that yes. is, is really ours. And we can declare that and stand on that promise as well
0: absolutely hey, do you uh, happen to garden there in west virginia by any chance do you have a flower garden or anything
1: i like to grow one or two tomato plants
0: uh, excellent <laughs> I, i'm a tomato plant fan myself
1: i especially like to eat them but yeah yeah <laughs> you have to do a few things before you get to that point <laughs> yeah
0: well i just that that strikes me the the being sown the being planted the being uh you know you, you get your fingers dirty when you put mm-hmm. a tomato seed in the ground and it's it's a ugly messy business it is Uh, but when that plant is full grown and and you get that ripe juicy tomato Mm
1: -hmm.
0: just bursting with flavor that's awesome, right
1: and it's just amazing that that all comes from a little seed that looks nothing like what the plant looks like in the end
0: yeah absolutely I, i think that i think that discontinuity between the seed and the plant it as well as the continuity i mean you plant a radish you get a radish Yes. plant a tomato, you get a tomato. Uh, there's continuity and discontinuity. I think that's at the heart of actually Paul's metaphor here in First Corinthians 15. So I'd just like to turn the page real quick, and I'm now on page 122 of the When From Death, I'm Free hymn journal. I just want to read this devotion as it's written in the book. It's called On That Resurrection Day, which, of course, is a quote from the Kip Fox song we're talking about today. The Easter lily has long been an image of life that comes after death, and with good reason. Just think of the difference between the lily bulb and flower. The bulb is small, hard, ugly, smells like death. The flower, on the other hand, is large and beautiful, vibrant, and smells like life. If you hadn't experienced it, it might be kind of hard to believe that a hard, dead bulb can be buried in the ground and, after a time, be transformed into a vibrant, beautiful flower. And you and I have planted enough loved ones in the ground to know that it can be kind of hard to believe that this stiff and lifeless corpse will someday be full of life again. The body of Jesus didn't go into the ground as a bulb and then come out of the ground as a bulb. His resurrection was not like that of Lazarus. No, Jesus went into the ground as a bulb and Jesus came out again as a grown plant in full bloom. In the same way, your body will one day be buried in a fallen and sinful world and raised in the new creation. Your body will be planted a bulb your body will be raised, a full-grown flower. That resurrection day will not be a day of digging bulbs out of the ground before the winter frost. It will be a day of glorious blooms. Christ is risen. He, he is, is risen, risen indeed. indeed. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
2: a sinful world you would come to die for the love you'd shown you were crucified they put on your crown and the blood came down so that we could have new life we will rise up from The troubles of these ages and the trials of our days
0: That was the first part of Kip Fox's song, We Will Rise, and I'm here with Karen Hunter, who is one of the visual faith illustrators for When From Death I'm Free, a hymn journal for Holy Week. Karen, I just love what you did with the art in this in this last chapter of the book. I'm on page 124 first, and here uh, the visual faith experiment says, the Apostle Paul makes the point that different seeds produce different kinds of plants. That's what we're talking about with the, the tomato plant,
1: mm-hmm. uh, and
0: that's part of his point. Different kinds of seeds produce different kinds of plants. So while your new creation body will be almost unbelievably different from your current body, it will somehow be the same you just full-grown and uniquely different from everybody else and their unique, full-grown, physical, human, new creation bodies. And the directions say, on the next page, think of some people who are important to you and about what makes them unique. In words or shapes or colors, create a bouquet of people you love. And then you've kind of given us an example here at the bottom of page 124. You've drawn some flowers. And I have to ask, are, are there these specific? I think I can recognize a couple of them. What What did you do to get ready to, to draw this page?
1: Well, I looked at a lot of pictures of flowers because I – I have to tell you i really I thought I didn't sign up for the flower one because i <laughs> I'm not sure I'm really good at flowers and it and it kind of intimidated me, so um, I thought I had avoided that one, but then when it came back, I had the flower one so <laughs> so I figured God wanted me to draw flowers, so oh, I would embrace it. <laughs> But um, I did try to get a few that you could recognize. Um, I think the tulips in there, you can yep, see the tulip yep, and, and you can see the lily. Yep. So I looked those things up and the other ones, I just thought, you know, let's make them a little wonky and, and embrace that I can't do re- really well on realistic flowers. So yeah. I thought I would just, you know, put them out there and they're all a little bit different and they're all a little bit uh, on the wonky side. I like because that's forgiving when it comes to sketching things and it's also I think a really good portrayal of who we are we're a little bit yeah. wonky and we're all a absolutely. little bit different and and have our little quirks and so uh, I thought it went well
0: <laughs> absolutely that's that's a beautiful insight we we're, were all uniquely different and uh, I know when we see each other in the resurrection we're like wow I had no idea. I- <laughs> Uh, I love that. And I have to tell you, it's a real blessing to me to hear you say you were intimidated by having to do this drawing. Uh, You know, we've got this Facebook group where people have been putting their art uh, all throughout Lent and and Holy Week. And there are some people in there that are just phenomenal artists. And it Mm -hmm. can be intimidating to see these uh, beautiful pictures. And uh, yet I can still share mine and, and know that it's adding to the whole without having to be, you know, a professional job. So thanks for admitting you were intimidated. It looks beautiful. I, I love <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. And, Thank and you. then you also did uh, the 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 artwork on page 119 where it says right. we will rise And it. You've got even more flowers. So you tried to avoid the flower. We got flowers all over the place here. <laughs> but why did you pick that? You, you chose the phrase we will rise up from the ashes to put on this page. Why was that important to
1: you? I think that... Throughout the scripture reading and in your devotion and in the song, especially, it's just it's this promise that we can stand on. Um, it's not that we might do it or that uh, we have this you know idea that we might. It's we mm-hmm. will. We will rise up from these ashes because. Christ defeated death, and that victory is ours. And I wanted to make sure that those words were on there and then the flowers surrounding them. It's just everything is shooting up from that in new life. Mm. And it's a Mm. little wild and crazy, but it's it's all there and celebrating that life.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Kind of a wild flower garden springing up from those words, we will rise you got to do the Kip Fox song, This Dust, uh, yes. in an earlier chapter as well. That's on page 99, and I notice you've got this open Bible with butterflies, and then here you chose to include the words, Written is the story, empty is the grave. And I think yes. you, I saw on Facebook that that Kip Fox song has become really important to you. Tell, tell me more about that.
1: Yes, I, I really loved listening to this song and just the idea that, again— the story is written. We don't have to mm. wonder about the ending. Mm-hmm. The grave was empty. Uh, the promises are true. And um, when I was drawing that one out, I wanted that, um, that scripture to be the, the base mm-hmm. from which everything else was rising and that, that truth of scripture that we can securely stand on.
0: But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. That's also Paul in first Corinthians fifteen, similar kind of metaphor, yes. first fruits, mm-hmm. yes, so Jesus is the first one to come to full full fruition in his human and glorified body, and we know our human bodies will be glorified that way too. Uh, you know, Karen, it, it occurs to me that we have a distinct advantage. We're doing the last podcast in this 12-part series, so we get to look back over all of Lent and, and this whole yes. hymn journal. And uh, it's been, when we started, we had no idea this is what we were going to be up against. Uh, what has this walk been like for you as we walked through this whole hymn journal?
1: I think the community that has built up around the hymn journal has been so very encouraging. I mean, you mentioned how so many people were sharing their art and there were so many levels of um, ability or skill. And I really enjoyed that because I think that that emphasizes something that visual faith is all about. It's not always the end product. Mm -hmm. It's It's the whole process that you take to engage in the word and um, with scripture and that time that you're spending in prayer and in meditation on the word. That's, That's the reward that The product is is nice, and if it turns out exactly as you were envisioning and hoping, that's great. But if it doesn't, that's okay, too, because you still had that time.
0: I think one of the things that really was encouraging to me uh, was that virtual prayer vigil. I I got to, because I was doing what I was doing, I got to see that several people, Visual Faith Ministry, and I know Bright Bible, Mm -hmm. and and then Karen Scraps was a a part of that uh, virtual Prayer vigil as well, and in a time of COVID nineteen, that being able to gather together in prayer uh, when we're separated was really important. So, tell tell me more about Karen Scraps and and what that is.
1: Well, Karen Scraps is the name of my blog that I started a long time ago, uh, mostly having to do with scrapbooking, uh-huh. but it's evolved into more than that. So now it's my scraps of faith and whatever I want to put in there, and. Um, Bible journaling has really I guess taken over my creative time Mm. and and now it's turned really into a sort of ministry where when I post my photos of my Bible journaling and the scripture that goes with it and usually a short prayer that I have found really has touched a lot of people and people are really drawn into it not just because of what I've done visually but they're looking at the scripture and then opening up their bibles which perhaps they hadn't done in a long yeah. time and that is just so amazing and humbling to me that God is using me in that way right now.
0: When we can connect what we're doing with the word directly and then that word gets uh, brought to other people. That's that's I love that. That's awesome. I have to tell you the first time I saw your Instagram uh Karen Scraps I was like, Karen Scraps Inva. What is Karen? Oh, Karen Scraps Inva, she's in Virginia. Yeah. That's that's Well, good. I that's was good. in Karen- Virginia
1: when I named it, but we, we moved over the cross the border and it should be West Virginia now, but we're pretty close. But, oh, I can see uh, the okay. Virginia border. So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Close enough for your Instagram account. Right. We still go good. to
1: church in Virginia, so.
0: <laughs> okay. So you, know. you do scrap in Virginia on occasion, sure. I suppose. Okay, good. And uh, you, you've you got a Pinterest following too, is that correct? That
1: is, yes. Pinterest, and I have a Facebook page, and um, that's really where I post a lot of my especially Bible journaling pages.
0: Well, it's been fun to see you take some of what you've done in this hymn journaling and, and, and share it in those social media as well. Thanks for doing that.
1: It's been an awesome project.
0: So even while we're uh, kind of in our Zoom meeting here, who knew we were going to get so good at Zooming this year? Uh, 2020, the year of the Zoom. Yes. Uh, I can see you've got behind you on your shelves. You've got uh, some. Is that that some kind of colorful tape? Some books. I think I recognize yep. a Lutheran Study Bible, oh, maybe, yep, right up and, there. and maybe even the Lutheran Confessions. Now you know you're you know you're in a good scrapbooking room when there's a copy of the Lutheran Confessions on the shelf. Right, the Reader's Edition, yeah, of course, right, right next but, to the big yeah.
1: tub of washi tape. So. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think I think all editions of the Lutheran Confession should come with a big jar of washi tape. I think that should yes, be a prerequisite. Those
1: pages are so thin. Sometimes you have to fix them and tape them up.
0: <laughs> Excellent. Hey, uh, what, what kind of scrapping do you enjoy most? What's the thing that brings you most delight doing
1: that? Oh, I've scrapped for my daughter. I think I have... I don't know, 15 scrapbooks, and she's only 11, so there's many more to come. (laughs) Though I don't take as many photos now as when she was a baby, so maybe not as many pages.
0: (laughs) Looking back at at this whole hymn journal experience, is there anything else that jumps out at you as something that was really important or faith-building in in this whole process?
1: I think it was um, a good as always a spiritual discipline to really sit with a scripture text and then to have the music Mm -hmm. behind it and tie those all together and be listening to that as I'm sketching or drawing, having those all combined together this time, whereas I usually don't have the musical element with Mm me. Um, that really deepened the meaning and the insight into the scripture. And that definitely blessed my time in the word, having that extra element.
0: Absolutely. I think one of the Reasons to do something like visual faith is it adds one of your senses to your experience of the word. So exactly. you've, you've got the word. Uh, if you read it, if you read it out loud, that adds a sense. If you read it and then add color to a page or right. a sketch or even take notes, you're, you're engaging more senses. And then to add a layer of music, I mean, I found myself uh, walking around the house singing these hymns and songs, and they somehow became tied with the images I saw on Facebook or in the book. And so all those things right. work together to take that word and plant it deeper in my heart Uh, that Mm -hmm. was really positive if somebody else enjoyed this but was new at it is there any advice or suggestion any any direction you would give to them after having done this even just a little bit and got their feet wet
1: I say jump in Mm. (laughs) Um, use what you have at home just enjoy the process and don't worry or fret or be intimidated by the end product and what it looks like in the end it's it's the time that counts so jump in
0: excellent i have to ask you a technical question because i really don't know the answer to this and i've heard it four or five times but you use the phrase washi tape and i really i don't know (laughs) why is it called washi tape and what what is it
1: washi tape is a thin sort of tape. I think it's Japanese in origin, uh-huh. but um, it's a decorative tape. Usually it's a little bit translucent so you can see through it and artists like to layer it and put different bits everywhere it always adds just a little extra something and it comes in pretty much any color and any design that you're looking for
0: so it's not just like if you tear your page and then you washi tape it back together it, it, you, <laughs> you you use it as a coloring technique almost adding yes color.
1: yes absolutely it's it's a design element a it's,
0: design element Mm-hmm. Okay, will you share with me a couple I'd like to at the the description of this podcast, I'd like to add a couple of pictures of your scrapping that uses washi tape. I'd love to add that so people sure. can see what it is.
1: I will do that. That
0: would be <laughs> I would I would appreciate that. I'm, I'm learning so much in this visual faith community. <laughs>
1: But once you start buying washi tape, you might be getting a little addicted and get a lot of
0: washi tape. <laughs> I can see. Rolls and rolls and rolls. Yeah. Um, well, I've, I've got the Lutheran Confessions, so I guess to complete the set, I'll need to get my jar of washi tape as well.
1: Maybe. <laughs> nice.
0: Well, hey, before we wrap up our conversation, Karen, as we look at... Uh, Kip Fox's song, We Will Rise, and, and check out those lyrics and that music uh, as we sit with this 1 Corinthians text and as we think of what we've been through uh, in the last six weeks. Is Is there any next step that you can sense Jesus is inviting you into?
1: Well, I think like a lot of people at this time, the next steps can be a little surprising as mm. we're put into different situations. So right now, we're looking at we're homeschooling for the rest of the year so fifth grade curriculum here we come uh, that's definitely a, a next step as a mom um, and then I'm just really excited too to see where all of this visual faith goes and and how God is going to use mm-hmm. me next and I just pray for open heart for to hear him as he tells me which step that is
0: that's cool thanks. It's a pleasure to have you on the 12th uh, and last podcast that goes with this book, in part because I think you are the first person I saw post a picture of yourself with the book <laughs> online. Like I, you had your book before I, I got happy. a copy of mine. I was like, oh, this is awesome. Who is this Karen Hunter and why is she smiling so big? Uh, it was it was really great. So you've been a real blessing to this project. And Thank you. Uh, it, it's great to circle back around and be able to talk, spend some time with you before we're done. Uh, I appreciate that very much.
1: Thank you. It's been great to be part of this project. It's been a blessing for me as well.
0: Last Christmas time, my daughter was giving me a lot of grief for walking around the house singing Lent hymns. So uh, spoiler alert, I'm getting some grief for singing a bunch of other hymns around the house right now as we get ready for the next hymn journal. So I can't (laughs) wait for that to become available too. Karen, thanks so much. A blessing to have a conversation with you. And God bless you you. as you take a next step.
2: ones for the weak and poor for the hurting soul there is hope in
0: We Will Rise from Kip Fox. You can find more of Kip's music at kipfox.com. Well, I don't think I've laughed that much in a podcast yet. I mean, maybe it's the sunshine, maybe it's the ongoing celebration of Easter, but I think maybe it also has something to do with Karen Hunter being just a great person to hang out with. Thanks, Karen. It was great to have you on the Next Step podcast. You heard Karen talk about washi tape, and I'll put some images of Karen's work with washi tape in the description, as well as links to her Facebook page and her Instagram account. I'll even include a link to some washi tape that Karen suggests you start out with if you'd like to run an experiment in your own hymn journal with a little bit of that Japanese washi tape. This 12th episode now wraps up Season 1 of the Next Step podcast, these first 12 episodes were all focused on the book, When From Death I'm Free, a hymn journal for Holy Week. Thanks to all of our patrons that helped make this season one available, and we look forward to providing more next step resources with season two. If you'd like to help make season two of this podcast happen, you can support us on Patreon. Become a patron today. Patrons make it possible. As you go, I want to leave you with the thought that your body matters to Jesus, that Jesus loves your body, and Jesus died for your body, that your body is going to rise. You're not going to be some dirty, smelly old bulb dug out of the ground. When you are raised to life, you will be a flower in full bloom. I can't wait to see you in the resurrection of the dead and the life of the world to come. Thanks for joining us today, and thanks for being here for season one of the Next Step Press podcast. We'll see you next time at Next Step Press.